0: Money is an awesome thing If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms Now, here's Rick and Eric
1: Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing For the best part of your life
2: well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. We are your transparent wealth management hosts. Welcome to our show. Based right here in lovely Cincinnati, Ohio, and and need I say Cincinnati, or need I say Ohio.
3: Yeah, or you can say the state of the NCAA national football champions.
2: Hey, I like that. I like <laughs> the sound of that. It's got a nice ring to it. And for those of you that are college football fans, and I was born and bred on Ohio State Buckeye football, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm living well. I'm living well, especially because my wife is a Florida Gators fan. So, yeah, I had to eat something, you know, for a while there in 2006, 2007, 2008. And uh, Lord help me when uh, we both lost in the national championship game to, or lost to the Gators and then turned around and lost in basketball <laughs> in the final. Not that I expected us to be in the final for basketball, but, yeah, it was, a, it was the double whammy. And now I told her, I said, you just wait. You just wait. And, and, of course, she told me that uh, Urban Meyer, I, she gave me my coach. And I said, no, 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 a little history here because I'm a huge history buff. I said, Urban Meyer is from Ohio. He was a Buckeye born and bred. I said, I lent him to you. You should be gracious. Now I appreciate that. I said, now he's come home. So I, I said, it's just a matter of time. The tide shifts. And I was happy about the Big Ten overall. The Big Ten did well in all the colors. Yeah, they had a good showing so good. And,
3: and everything. You know,
2: Michigan State. Did well. Um, who was a Wisconsin, and they beat SEC teams. And 100. Rutgers won. Yep. I mean, it was it was a good bowl uh, a bowl year for us.
3: It was. I'm an SEC fan and a, a Florida fan, but uh,
2: sorry about your luck, there, buddy.
3: I live in Ohio, so I did pull for him. I'll give you that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hard not to do that. And for those, right. I I went around and was high fiving my wife on Urban Meyer, and it was another guy at the party that was a Michigan fan. You know, the team up north, and uh, we were high-fiving on the Big Ten. So we find a way to try to connect and bridge the gap. You know, it doesn't have to be a a divide, as they say. So, uh, well, you know, this is a new year, and again, we keep looking at the, the things. Last week's show, we were talking about goal setting. You know, this week we're going to talk about some pretty substantial changes. There's some big retirement planning changes coming in 2015.
3: And they go hand in hand. The goal setting, it's not about setting your goals for this year. It's looking at what you accomplished last year and what maybe mistakes or landmines you stepped on. So the show today is about those changes that are those changes both in law and in the market and in investing about what's going to change in 2015 to make sure you don't step on that mistake you stepped on last year possibly.
2: The old proverbial uh – minefield of of problems and challenges. Well, one of the things that I want to throw in is a great time to talk about why this is so important to work with a holistic type firm. You know, if it's not ours, find one that does holistic planning, you know, because we see tremendous value in that. I'm not going to say it's easy for us to do that, but, you know, I think about investing, you know, mitigate and as much as you can eliminate the conflicts of interest, you know, for whoever it is you're working for. So, you know, if you've got an end-to-end kind of process like what Steve Jobs did at Apple and has and seen that transferred into the financial planning world, well, I know that we do this, that uh, we like the both the fee-based or the commission-based, and we just tell people it's transparent. You need to know what you're paying, why you're paying, what it's going to do for you.
3: Yep. One of the other pieces is taxes. And Without getting into too much detail, taxes are changing. The tax code is changing. The Affordable Care Act is causing a lot of confusion. So we partner up with a couple CPAs to help our clients best execute you know, good tax strategies and keeping up with the new changes so you're not going to volunteer to keep paying more taxes. Yeah, and they're
2: not our employees. Mm-mm. You know, they're outside providers, but people that we have aligned ourselves with so that we know are competent in their field, and particularly with the Affordable Care Act. I mean, the implications of that are so far-reaching, and and just like Nancy Pelosi famously said, or inf- infamously said, <laughs> "Let's pass it so we can see what's in it." Well, it just continues, it's like an onion with no center. It, it just I don't know if we're ever going to get to the bottom of this. But um, I think about you know risk management, insurances. We have partners. We're licensed in in some of this, you know. But um, you know, a lot of it we're not. But I think you know you need to know. As a high net worth individual or an investor, you need to know what kind of coverages you should have, and you have the right coverages, and you're paying a fair price. Check that stuff every couple of years. And so we have partners that cover everything from um, they can look at property and casualty, umbrella coverage, liability, business liability, health insurance, long term care, the new life insurance. You know, that kind of has implications with that disability. I mean, they run the spectrum. We love that they do that because. There's not enough hours in a day for us to focus on that.
3: Yep. The last piece is estate planning. You know, this is, we work with both elder law attorneys and estate planning attorneys, making sure up, your estate is set up correctly. So, you know, you've lived your life, you've grown your assets, you set everything up. The last thing you want to see happen is a big chunk of your assets get passed on to somebody you don't love, meaning to other attorneys, to the court system, to taxes. So making sure your estate is set up properly and your beneficiaries receive what they're supposed to and what they're intended to receive.
2: Well, and as always, you know, this is a, our our program today is educational in nature. It's not to be construed as advice. In our broker, uh, broker Brokerdale National Planning Corporation, we are a separate and unrelated company. Uh, We are also registered investment advisors. So again, we're we're filling the spectrum and in in terms of investment, but uh, it's for illustrative reasons here. It doesn't constitute investment, tax or legal advice. And as always, always consult with qualified financial, legal, tax, or real estate professionals prior to taking any uh, any action. And some of the things we may say today uh, may be forward-looking, and that's not to say that we have a crystal ball, Um, you know, but those are our opinions. We have a view on the market. We're allowed to express those, and so we shall. That's right. (laughs) So, you know, I look at this. You know, one of the statements that I saw, Eric, that I found very intriguing was a recent article from Forbes – that said, retirement planning is like shooting a moving target in the wind, and I love that that metaphor. I love that analogy. You know that you know you have a, a, a an arena where there's a constantly changing set of rules and laws for taxes, investment vehicles. You've got a rapidly changing market. You know with conditions with stocks, bonds, gold, oil. You know interest rates, the economic conditions here in the U.S., Asia, Europe. I mean. You start to think about that. And if we didn't love this, boy, that's, that's a headache. It is. In the making. You know, and it's not just a matter of keeping up with the changes. It's a matter of you making the necessary adjustments with your money and your investment. Because you know what? If you ignore those and just stick your head in the sand, well, it's going to cost you. You know, you know, doing nothing is making a decision. You could totally miss out on a tax benefit. You know, some new rule for withdrawing income. You know, it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime income. And it could be a game changer. And that kind of money, you know, could affect your lifestyle in retirement.
3: So, Rick, why are we bringing bringing this up right now? We're bringing up the very first month of the new year, 2015. And the reason is, we should start planning now for the rest of the year. Let's not wait until November, December to say, oh, man, I wish I would have done this or I should have done this throughout the year.
2: Yeah, so to, to use an analogy, think of, uh, you know, Ohio State playing Oregon and them not knowing the rules of the game before it started. Yeah. You know, say, well, wait a minute, they're driving toward one end zone, and then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute, that's not your end zone. <laughs> that's right. You know, the, and, the, and the taxes,
3: the law, it's going to change. You know, the thing is we have to know – they, you know, know the rules. Know how we're going to operate within them. Give us the give us the news, whether it's good news or bad news. We will find our way around it, and we'll find out how to plan accordingly. But if you don't give us any news, or you just totally um, disengage from what the changes are, that's when you become a, a hog and you get slaughtered. You become an ostrich and you stick your hand, head in the sand, and you know think everything's going to be going to be grand at the end of the day.
2: You know, and I'm not saying for some people that doesn't happen, but I'm going to tell you, it uh, still amazes me. You know, our conversations are generally short with people that aren't, um, aren't in tune or at least in tune with people that know what's going on and are going to take the advice. Yeah. Some people, no matter what you tell them and how you guide them. Yeah. You know, thinking about the rules again, we had that NFL party here in our office. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize our studio is in our office here in Cincinnati, and we have a sports bar that we're looking at right now, that's just outside the window, and um, we have that here for the benefit of our clients. And we saw a great, you know, game uh, between what was it, uh, the Patriots and the Ravens? Yep. Now it was interesting because I saw, I heard this that again, looking at the rules you know, that the Patriots were deploying. They had declared somebody ineligible out of the backfield, but he was lining up on the line. And because the Ravens weren't familiar with that set, you know, uh, John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, said, hey, you know, it wasn't fair that you were doing that. And they declared him ineligible, and yet the Ravens' defense covered him unnecessarily as he went down the field, even though he can't catch a pass. Yep. He's declared ineligible. So I think about this again with how they changed the rules. You think you know the rules of the game, but they changed. And so you're, you're unnecessarily focusing on something that is now irrelevant Yep. or has a less, I shouldn't say irrelevant, just it's a less of an impact. It's not going to be a game changer to you. There can be
3: an opportunity elsewhere.
2: Or, or apparel. That's right right you 've got to pay attention to the opportunities and the perils and i 'm going to tell you it it 's a again i don 't know how somebody doesn 't do this without taking a holistic approach but let 's jump into this because we 've got a lot to cover there 's three areas we 're going to cover today in our first segment we 're going to talk about the five biggest retirement uh, changes for two thousand and fifteen in our second segment we 're going to talk about social security changes that are coming in two thousand and fifteen the last one we 're going to talk about are some of the new tax law changes in regards to retirement and the 401K and IRA changes. So again, hopefully uh, buckle up and uh, and stay with us here. We're going to have a free white paper
3: yep. that and comes s-
2: along with this. And
3: some of these are tag-teamed, you know, on. They, they kind of leak into other subjects. So... And the reason is this is a huge spider web that one decision could affect multiple different areas, not just your money. It might affect what your Social Security check is going to be. It might affect how much you have to either save or pay into taxes at the end of the year. So they're all intertwined and they all have an action and reaction with another. That's Absolutely. so
2: that's why people often ask me uh, and ask Eric, you know, how do you guys manage all these different portfolios and all this information? Well, we're consummate readers. We're constantly reading, we're constantly conferring, uh, and we have technology, we're leveraging technology. So, you know, we may look at a person's portfolio and, in and, you know, and measuring their risk, and we may have six different models. But everybody in that lane, let's call those six lanes on the highway, are essentially getting the same thing. So when we make changes in those portfolios, they'll go across the board. Yep. And we're using what they call block trades, a block trading system. So we're able to manage that. We are proactive in our approach. We're not traders, we're trenders. But a lot of information, and I think the best thing that we find here is educated investors are the best investors and best clients for us. So, you know, go onto the website um, at straighttalkcleardecisions.com, and you can see us, shots of us. You can see past white paper offerings. You can see the show will post there. Uh, I know Voice America runs us. You know, we're live today, and then within 12 to 24 hours, you know, we have a recast, and then it, and uh, podcast and iTunes, you can get that on your, your phone and listen to that. And if you've got questions, we'd love to answer intriguing questions. You can, uh, while we're on the show here, info at StraightTalkClearDecisions.com, and we can answer that. And, of course, there's some other things. Social media is you know, all the follow, bomb.
3: Follow us on Facebook. You know, Follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, that's where we release some of our timely articles. And like I said, all this this is an educational show, so get on our website. Check us out. If something intrigues you, you want some more information on it, ask for it. We've got a lot of white papers and research reports that we like, you know, sending out. Well, Rick, let's get started here because I know we don't have that much time let's, left already.
2: Yeah, let's, we're already running out of time. <laughs> um, I feel like the Oregon Ducks. So the first one here. Sorry about that, Oregon fans. Uh, First one, decreased creditor protection for inherited IRAs. You know, essentially what's happening, you know, there was that passed under the Bush, uh, Bush Jr., Bush W., where they uh, they made those kind of immune to the bankruptcy laws. Well, now we've had some changes where that, you know, traditionally up to 1.25 million are protected if it's held within a Roth or traditional under federal bankruptcy laws. Now, recently, inherited IRAs are not considered retirement funds. Well, we've got a large amount—trillions of dollars—passing. We're seeing that with our clients, and those aren't considered retirement funds. Believe it or not.
3: And that, and then, you know that's that's a huge issue because you know think about it. There's 92 million baby boomers as they retired. A lot of them have built up a very sizable retirement plan nest egg inside there. Their, their company or their employer. And when they pass away and we inherited, that now becomes an inherited IRA. And if we make a bad decision or something happens, that IRA, which could be for a lot of you, unfortunately, could be a, the biggest chunk of your money when you inherit it, can now be subject to, you know, to bankruptcy if you make bad mistakes.
2: When I look at this and I say, you know, that could change the way some individuals decide to bequest their assets to their heirs because of the lack of creditor protections afforded, you know, in the inherited IRA. So that could be a game changer. Uh, the second one here introduction of the qualified longevity annuities to the 401ks. This is a big one since so many people save in 401ks and it probably constitutes either their largest, if not their second largest investment second to their house or it could be larger in some cases, um, in terms of the magnitude, you know, Annuities have always been an important part of the ERISA qualified plans, but the primary form of payment offered to the married participants into the fine plan, you know, we're under, you know, joint and survivor annuities. Longevity annuities, though, are a different animal. And the rules on this are we don't have enough time to drill down on this today, so I'm going to strongly encourage you to get our white paper, how to successfully navigate the retirement planning changes that impact you in 2015. Just request that, and, um, you know, we'll get that to you. But, you know, the short version is that individuals can now hold a qualified longevity annuity contract, also known as a QUALAC, Q-L-A-C, not to be confused with AFLAC, Aflac, the duck, uh, inside of an IRA or 401k that's worth up to the lesser of 25% of their account balance or $125,000. Now, it's important to understand some basic rules here. You don't, these are not subject to the minimum distribution rules, which affect every other IRA. You stop working at age 70 and a half. Everything that's been deferred, IRAs, 401Ks, deferred comp, pension rollovers, must begin to receive a required minimum distribution with a penalty.
3: 50% of what which you, you should have taken. So, for example, if you're supposed to receive 10000 you forget, well, you still pay tax on the entire 10000 However, the government keeps 5000 plus the taxes. You're going to net out about 3500 bucks. So it's, it's not friendly. Don't forget
2: Now, the other thing I'm just going to mention in passing here at this point is that understand that once you put into that 25%, you are going to lose control of that uh, in in your 401k. So it's important to understand that aspect of it. And so don't go into these lightly.
3: It's not something you can manage and you can think, well, I can jump in and jump out. Once it's no, there, it's there. You're there. And you're, you're going to be directed.
2: And there are specific rules when that thing starts to pay out. And they tend to pay out like a pension. And I think the primary purpose here, the intent was for this to replace, uh, or, or let me say, there's a weakness in a lot of retirement plans that, that they don't have defined benefit incomes.
3: Correct they For the rest
2: of their life that they can't outlive. And so they're trying to give that component back.
3: Because retirement plans, they weren't built and created to provide income forever. They were, just, they were created to you know, be another savings vehicle. And unfortunately, now it's going into the, the time.
2: So the next one, increased access to annuities and the target date funds. I know you see those in your 401ks. They're kind of running on cru- cruise control. Just look for those. And again, be aware of those as a, as a default investment option and, and use them wisely. Uh, we're going to drill down a little bit later on the creation of the Myra, And no, that's not your old girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> that is my retirement account. And uh, it's a new type of Roth IRA. And there's different rules, which we're going to drill down on a little bit later. Uh, lastly, and probably most importantly, we're going to drill down on this one a little more, the reduction in the number of IRA to IRA rollovers.
3: And that's important because that's one of the big changes that – hasn't really got a lot of attention, and it could backfire quickly if you don't know the rollover rules starting in 2015 and going forward. Now, that's
2: different than a transfer, isn't it? A transfer is custodian to custodian. But let's say you're listening to us and you say, hey, we'd like you guys to work on our account. My money's over at this broker. And you move, you know, to us. And then later um, you say, hey, I changed my mind. I want to move. And, uh, you know, you're stuck because the rollover is a 60-day. You receive constructive receipt of the money, and then – You've You've got 60 days to roll it over now. And if you move one of your IRAs, it affects, if you've got five of them, it affects all of them.
3: Correct. It used to be you could do as many rollovers as you wanted in a year. Now you can only do one rollover every 12 months. So it affects, you know, your, your planning is now becoming a little bit more important because you can't just keep changing and changing.
2: So uh, stay tuned on the second part of the show, because our next part we're going to talk about, continue on this topic, and then also talk about the Social Security changes that are coming in 2015, because this is significant. covers a, a broad number of Americans. Call us on, the, uh, on our phone line, 513-454-9999. If you're driving, you can request the free, absolutely free paper, How to Successfully Navigate the Retirement Planning Changes that Impact You in 2015, or go to our website, certainly, and uh, Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, you can link on their request app. Well, you're listening to the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions radio show with your host, Rick Saylor.
3: And Eric Hanberg.
1: Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away, that might not be any fun, you may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation.
1: your life. Money is an awesome thing
0: if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey,
2: have you heard about the new Long-Term Care Alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life two years later it was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it, Well, why don't you try what I did. I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today.
1: Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it. The joy it brings.
2: Well, thanks for listening to the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions radio show with your host Rick and Eric. And Eric, we're on this topic of the um, the biggest retirement planning changes for 2015. We're talking about you know, uh, impacts, the savings, the tools, the financial tools in the market. We're talking about the tax law changes. We're talking about Social Security. We're talking about 401ks, IRAs, a lot of different things here, a lot of complexity to this.
3: There is, and we're going to scratch the surface on it. So that's why it's important. Go to our website, com. Ask for any of the free offers that are on our website. they are white papers, research reports. We're here to provide you, to educate you so you can make well-informed decisions. Or go on our Facebook page and ask for, you know, that's where we're constantly updating. And you'll, you'll see and hear when we're talking next and what the topic is about as well. You know, we'll see yeah. our schedule.
2: Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I think of on a regular basis is this, this approach to holistic planning. And a lot, sometimes, you know, we hear people say, well, you know, I'm really concerned about what this is going to cost me, you know, to work with a professional you know, who's competent and who's capable. And you know what? I think there certainly is a cost component to be considered. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's more important what you get paid. Yep. What do you get paid when the market goes up? What do you get paid when it goes down? What do you get paid when these changes take place? Because I look at Social Security and say, you know, you make the wrong decision. You could be making the $100,000 mistake just on the options under when you the timing of your drawing. And so often people are, and this is a different component than what we're going to talk about today, but that's certainly one aspect in the overall planning picture, because I think baby boomers, their recent poll last spring in April showed that the number one concern at about 69% was that they were going to outlive their money. And some of the very things we're talking about today can give you more assurance or security about you making the right decision.
3: That's right. You only have a set amount of dollars. There's only 100... 100- pennies and a dollar. However, the strategy of how you withdraw your money could be an impact. It can make it last another five or six years if you do it correctly and if you do it properly. So,
2: for example, what if somebody from a planning standpoint with Social Security, you know, first of all, let's let's settle the argument. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here whatever party, I don't care which affiliation you are, left, right, or independent like us, that uh, whoever lets Social Security go under will bear the scarlet letter forever. You know, A will stand for you're abandoned. You're (laughs) never going to be elected again. So who would let that, you know, who would vote for that party? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Now here's the other thing. So to take this into consideration, it cannot legally go broke. It's an all-or-something system, and smart planning involves – dynamic withdrawal strategies and and choosing the right things to help your money last as long as you do. So maybe if social security gives you a substantial increase by waiting and you're in good health, maybe you should draw out of qualified assets like 401ks, deferred comp, IRAs, pension rollovers, maybe while the tax rates are probably the lowest level they're ever going to be. That's true. So I look at this now, let's move on to a different piece. Because the difference, well, let me finish on this one note. You know, going early at 62 versus age 70 for people born between 1943 and 1954 is a 57% difference for life. And that's not counting the cost of living adjustments, Mm -hmm. which is the first one that's up. This year, for all you Social Security beneficiaries that are receiving, get ready for this, a 1.7% higher payment in 2015. <laughs> yeah. Now you say, well, hey, what does that constitute in terms of payout? And I think I saw here in our report that I think that breaks out to somewhere around twenty-two dollars. It was more. a
3: yeah. It's you know our our example was one point seven percent is roughly about twenty-two dollars more a month.
2: Yeah. Now I know the historical average which has been happening since the 1950, 51 or something since they've been tracking it's about 2.8. But understand this is tied to the consumer price index, which doesn't have food or fuel in it. And obviously inflation, inflation is lower now. Mm-hmm. We're really fighting to get to a 2% kind of range. But historically you usually see about 2.8 on an average. Do you know how averages work? So, I mean, that's not a wealth of, you know, a, a huge uh, – don't don't spend it all in one place. Or one day. One day, one moment. I already spent that. <laughs> and a lot of people say, well, hey, my Medicare went up higher than, you know, my premiums on that. Yeah, that that happens too. But cost of living is something you got to pay attention to, and this is one of the things that I think we can pretty much consider that that's going to continue to happen.
3: And there's no – and, you know, to go back to that real quick – there is no guarantee that the government has to institute a cost of living adjustment. We went a couple of years back in 2010, I believe it was 2009 and 2010, where there was no cost of living adjustment. So, you know, this isn't something, yeah, we have to include it in the assumptions, but it's, this isn't something that's guaranteed where the government's going to always give us a cost of living adjustment.
2: So, but again, you know, as things average out, so one of the things that we know that Social Security can always do and reserve the right to do is that they can can increase the amount of taxes or the base upon which taxes are paid. So here's another thing for those of us who are still working and have that on our horizon. The Social Security beneficiaries who are under age 66 can earn as much as $15,720 in 2015. So if you're younger than 66 and that's your full age and you're drawing Social Security, you can earn up to 15720 So that's a higher threshold. Now, after you go over that, then for every dollar of benefit,
3: every, you know, every for every
2: $2, $2 you go over, they withhold a dollar of your benefit. Now, they say when you turn 66, then you, know, you get to full retirement, they'll give you back the credit. For the withheld benefits so don't don't be too concerned about that either but on the other side of that if you're turning 66 in 2015 this year you can earn up to forty one thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars before every three dollars that go over the limit will result in one dollar being held so it gives you a little grace in that last year to punch up your numbers Mm -hmm. and that affects obviously the benefit what they call the average index monthly earnings over thirty-five years are the highest. They index it, and that's how the, one of the things that they factor in to determine your benefit.
3: But don't now, don't think after sixty-six, there's no income limitations. Now they go to a new set of rules, and um, from age sixty-seven, basically for the rest of your life, looking at your income, there's certain gaps or certain um, ceilings. I think I don't know what twenty-fifteen is, but I know last year was like thirty-three thousand three hundred dollars and max, forty. And forty four thousand. You know, if you if you stay below or you stay in between there, certain amount of your social security is now subject to reportable income tax.
2: Yeah, and I don't think they change those thresholds. Okay. You're talking about the thirty two and forty four. Mm-hmm. So um, the modified adjusted gross earnings, or what they call the MAGI in, in an acronym, if you're a married couple filing jointly, you can earn up to that. Now, what goes into the provisional income is half of your social security taxable interest, pensions, IRAs, IRA distributions, all that. If you cross that threshold by $1 over 32000 then, or once you get to thirty-two, actually, mm-hmm. then half of that Social Security becomes taxable to you. Once you hit 44000 then 85% of your Social Security becomes taxable. But don't let that discourage you because you get to keep the rest. You're not going to, it's not a, they're going to take it all.
3: Yeah, you're not going to net out a negative number by going into it. You just want to understand, again, it's a plan for it.
2: Platform. No and for single people, it's just lower. It's $25,000 and 32000 yep. um, So, again, those are things that, be aware of the thresholds. Those haven't changed. We haven't seen changes in that yet. The higher tax cap is one of the things I was thinking about. For most of the workers who pay, we're paying 6.2% of every paycheck into Social Security until your earnings exceed the tax cap. So the maximum taxable earnings this year... Uh, it went from 117000 in 2014 to 118500 in 2015. So there's about 10 million of the 168 million workers who pay into Social Security who are expected to face higher taxes as a result of this change. And people who earn more than the taxable maximum do not pay Social Security uh, on that amount or have those earnings factored into the future tax Social Security payments. So if you're hitting the maximum at 1185, then this is that's your max out this year. So that's uh that it kind of works both ways. Yeah, you're paying more tax, you get more credit, but at some point you don't. So above that you should be saving.
3: That's right.
2: You know, make up the difference because you have a, a higher net that you that you're gonna want to uh try to replace to maintain your standard of living. So the last one that we're gonna address here sure. for the last two. Your statement might be
3: in the mail and might be in the mail, so if you haven 't seen a statement in the last couple of years it 's because they went online with virtually every single one of their social security statements well now they're now they 're going back and kind of retracting and modifying it so and why did they do that? Because they realized
2: there were only fourteen million people who created the personalized accounts on that service and they did it to save money again, not shipping money through the mail and you know snail mail, but they realized hey not people it's gone off their radar
3: what 14 of the 48 48 million million. looked and checked (laughs) so if you turn age 25 30 35 40 45 50 55 or 60 in this year and don't have a social security online account you can expect to receive that paper statement again in the mail that lists your earnings history the taxes you've paid and the expected benefit three months before your birthday so it's just something to get in there and look at and when you receive that statement the importance of it is is to make sure it's correct. If you've worked, make sure there's no zero showing because Social Security is not going to say oh by the way, you know, we reported a zero and you you made 50,000 or 100,000 that year. So you want to get access to those statements and constantly constantly be looking to make sure it is correct because that number is going to be based on your social security payment when you do turn and when you do start collecting.
2: So we'll clarify something here. We misspoke that it's not 14 million to 48 million. There's 168 million workers, not all covered by social security, but social security expects to send out about 48 million statements this year. So that'll be a boost for the post office who is, you know, bleeding, bleeding in the red is, you know, the internet and the email and the texting and all that is taking place. Now the last one, you know, you look at the maximum benefit under social security and for a worker who signs up at full retirement age, which at this point again is age 66 because that's everybody really born between 43 and 54 at this point of the discussion, it will be $2,663 per month in 2015 or up $21 from 2014, which was 2016, 2642. So a little bit of an increase there. And again, um, you know, the things that I think sometimes we hear is that that's not as big of impact. But maybe you look at, again, something like, when should I draw it? You know, an 8% increase will occur in the system and your income for the rest of your life if you just wait. If you don't draw at 66, say, hey, I don't really need that income right now. You wait, and at age 67, it'll be 8% more. Each year. Each year until you reach age 70, 32%. Now, that's one-third more. Those are big game changers. And not just for you because there's three benefits, right? Yep. There is the retirement benefit, which we're talking about. There is the spousal benefit. And then there is the survivor benefit. And all three of those impact. We have a very complex program and planning system to analyze the 81 options for couples and nine for singles, but there are 3,172 different break evens.
3: Combinations of.
2: Combinations of those benefits. So again, it's complex. And it's
3: it's, going to be, you know, you want it right for your situation. Yeah, it's nice. You get this 8% increase every year you wait, but you have to live still. Do you have the other income? Do you have the other investments to be able to draw income off of it, to be able to wait those four years to max it out? And if you can't, you know, how can you, how can you plan to take advantage of it?
2: And integrating that into your, again, into your overall savings. So in the next part of the show here, we're going to cover some things um, that are into the move into the arena of the tax law changes uh, that are going to be impacted as well as the 401k and the IRA changes coming in 2015. So some of the things we're going to cover are going to be You know, the higher employer plan contribution limits, employer, and then the higher income limits for IRA contributions, you know, the higher income limits for Roth IRA contributions, limitations on IRA rollovers we did discuss. We'll go a little more in depth on that. Changes in health expense accounts. I know I have an HSA. We're going to address somewhat, not dig down too deep on these flexible savings accounts because the HSAs. I've had a medical savings account since the early 90s. Try to be proactive in my health care and, and, and do the preventative type of things. And so I want more control of that. I take a high deductible plan and save more money. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at uh, some of the 401k and IRA changes that we're going to talk about. Introducing, again, a little more detail on the MIRA. You know, the guaranteed uh, by the government that it will never lose value and who that impacts and who it doesn't impact. Higher 401k contribution limits that have now gone to eighteen thousand, the IRA contribution limits uh, that are unchanged, the bigger IRA income limits, and increased Roth IRA income limits that are cut off by two thousand. So a lot of things here that are uh, to discuss, and that that part. Go to our website at Straight Talk Clear Decisions. We have a lot of free information. You can sign up there for a free e newsletter. I write a view every week looking at, you know, what is on the cutting edge of what we're seeing, again, our opinions, but we see a lot of slow growth here, you know, because the the American economy is the only thing growing and we're not setting the world on fire and the rest of the world seems to be contracting. So interest rates look and appear to be staying lower. We anticipate there's going to be some increase in the Fed rate this year. We just don't think it's going to be significant. You know, the historical norm is about four and a half. So those of you sitting in banks and hoping this works out,
3: inflation is eating you alive. Yep. And so
2: that's one of the things that I think you have to consider. What else is in our e-newsletter? Well, more
3: importantly, I think, is we, we tell you what's going on, but we simplify it. We break it down so you can understand it and realize how it impacts you and your family, not just rates are rising or all, you know, all these other variables are happening. We, we, we break it down so you understand it. But we also have our schedule of talking events. Um, what topic it is, when it's being held and what time we have the economic calendar. We've got health tip of the week. We've got a green tip of the week. We have a recipe of the week. Um, Philosophy. Did you say golf tip? I didn't say it's not golf season yet. So it wasn't on the front of my,
2: what depends on where you're at.
3: That's true. Cincinnati. (laughs) It's not, if you're down South, you don't, it's, it's always golf season or out West or a Y that's right. So, you know, you know go to the website straighttalkcleardecisions.com. on the left hand side request to get on the free e-newsletter um, and you know go to our facebook page and follow us on twitter as you know that's what uh, other avenues we we use to spread the word and to give give out the education that you know we And by love.
2: the way we use a distribution system with that e-newsletter if any time you don't want it you just click on subscribe. we can never send it back to that address. We've had some people inadvertently do that. They say, hey, I'm not getting it anymore. And we go, well, you got to give us a new email. Yep. So uh, free stuff, good information. We're all about the education and hopefully we want to be part of the solution. But thanks for listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with
3: your hosts, Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg.
1: the best part of your life
0: voice america business network the bottom line in business money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it the joy it brings
2: hey have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life two years later it was over $8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it, Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today.
1: Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if
0: you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: Hey, what about estate planning an up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate and without well don't worry about it the government will decide for you the three enemies to an estate today are number one the federal inheritance tax two, probate and number three income tax so your choices here are you can give all your money away that might not be any fun you may need it or you can create a trust to hold those assets and remember you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits so a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network.
0: Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings.
2: We are listening to the Straight Talk, Clear Decisions radio show with your transparent wealth management host, Rick Saylor.
3: And Eric Hamburg.
2: So, uh, Eric, you know, we've covered a lot already, and I know we're covering it not in depth, So again, we want to encourage you to take advantage of this absolutely free white paper report, how to successfully navigate the retirement planning changes that impact you in 2015. It's just going to cover so many areas, you know, the retirement planning. uh, And and again, I got to use this quote, you know, retirement planning from Forbes said is like shooting a moving target in the wind. So with that in mind, I mean, these these can be helpful guidelines in terms of helping, uh, give you the information you need to make a better informed decision and and work together with professionals, hopefully to, to make that happen. If you're doing it on your own, you know, God bless you. I'm, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, I know we do this for a living and, and I'm amazed, you know, with all the implications, everything we're doing this full time. And most people just, you know, their day job that isn't doing this and this stuff is changing all the time. And, and the more pieces you put in, you put in investment taxes, you know, risk, management, insurance protection, and estate planning, and, you know, it's a, it's enough to make you make your hair fall out. So I look at uh, some of the things we talked about prior, you know, Social Security changes coming, the retirement planning changes. Now let's look at tax changes and the new 401k and IRA changes. So Eric, that first one, higher employer Plan contribution limits, which so, means that people can put more into it.
3: That's right. So this this will apply to anybody saving into an employer contribution plan, four hundred one k, four hundred three b, four hundred fifty seven plans, deferred comp. If you're a government worker through the Thrift Savings Plan, they're actually able to contribute up to eighteen thousand dollars now. Um, the catch up contribution limit will also increase to six thousand. So if you are older than age fifty the total amount you can save to these plans for you is twenty four thousand. Whereas anybody who is age forty nine or younger, they can only contribute eighteen thousand. Again, it's another benefit to be able to sock away some money now um, for your retirement. You know, every year it, it, it you know it has just, um, it has increased. There's no guarantee that they are going to continue to keep upping the contribution limits. But when they do, and if you can take advantage of it, we encourage you to take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, especially if there's free money. Yep. The matching portion, they call it. Uh, you know, after that, you want to you want to have a strategy and, again, a financial plan, very helpful in determining how the three tax buckets, should you be tax-deferred, tax-free, or taxable? And, and again, the answer is all yes. Yep. You know, just in parity to your situation. So the next one is the higher income limits for IRA contributions. Now, this means you can make more money and still be eligible. Now... The rules essentially, the limits for deductible IRA, are going to vary based on whether the taxpayer and or the spouse are eligible to participate in an employer sponsored retirement plan, like you mentioned. Correct. Now, the tax deduction, you know, for making an IRA contribution is phased out for investors who have workplace retirement plan or modified adjusted gross income more than sixty one thousand, but less than seventy one thousand for individuals, and more than ninety eight thousand but less than $118,000 for couples in 2015. Yep. So individuals who don't have a workplace retirement plan but are married to somebody who does, you know, you're not out of the woods there. The tax deduction for the IRA contribution is phased out if your income, if that couple's income, is more than $183,000 but less than 193. dollars So you're losing between there. Once it hits a 193 in 2015, uh, no deduction. Correct. No eligibility.
3: And if you're eligible for a Roth IRA, that has not changed for 2015. So the maximum contribution for Roth IRAs is still at 5500 For anyone o- under 50 and for anybody over 50 to catch up, you can contribute 6500 same as last year.
2: Third one here, higher income limits for Roth IRA contributions. Now, the higher limits will increase by $2,000 in 2015. The new limits – are 116000 if you have income of that level or more, but less than 131000 for individuals, and it's just 183, but less than 193 for married couples. Now, you can both have a traditional and a Roth, but you can only contribute what you mentioned, Eric, $5,500 if you're under age 50, 6500 if you're older yep. across both accounts. So let's give an example here real quick. You can split it. If you're over 50 like me, then I could be doing, of course, I, you know, I have a plan, mm-hmm. but uh, let's just assume for a second I didn't. I could do three thousand two hundred and fifty into the Roth and three thousand two hundred and fifty into the deductible. Get a little bit now, get a little bit later. That's right. Whatever you want to do, but again, it should be in line with your goals and your situation.
3: Yep. The fourth one here is a limitation on IRA rollovers. We mentioned this earlier, but again, now you can only do one sixty-day rollover per every twelve months. Um, whereas in the past, you could do as many rollovers as you wanted as long as it got – you know, as long as the distribution from the one plan and the contribution into the next plan was done within 60 days, you could do as many as you wanted. Now, again, you can only do 1%. And the result is if you do this and you don't do it within 60 days, number one, there could be a 10% early withdrawal penalty and a 6% per year access contribution tax. So you want to make sure if you're doing these rollovers – you're you have access or you have contact with a, you know a an advisor, a an investment advisor or a tax advisor to make sure you're not going to inherently hurt yourself by either doing too many or not doing it quick enough.
2: Yeah, no, I think we tend to see this. Mostly we we have forever used the what we call the custodial transfer, which is unlimited. There's no limit on trustee to trustee. However, I think where you typically fall prey where we see this are the do-it-yourselfers. And secondly, If you're maybe working with somebody that's not a competent advisor and they don't understand it, say, well, here, just to to get out of this, they may be, for example, maybe selling a certain kind of product and maybe they're trying to navigate around the rules. So they say, hey, if you take this out and you just hold it for 60 days and they're trying to get away from the paper trail or something, um, that's where you're going to run into trouble. So it may be that unscrupulous. It's is a small percentage in the market, I, I think. But, um, again, you have to pay attention to that simply because their incompetence, You're going to pay the tax bill. You're going to be the one paying the 6% penalty. It's always
3: in your name. I'll be reporting that's right. in your name.
2: So. And you can uh, fight as you will. But, I mean, that's, that's one of the things you have to hire an attorney and go chase them down you know, because they, they didn't do it right.
3: Rick, you mentioned HSAs and FSAs. So what are the changes in the health expense accounts for next well, first year? First of all,
2: let's talk about the flexible saving spending accounts, FSAs, because those are those are pre-tax dollars to pay for health care expenses, but they have to be used within the year. Now, since 2013, you've been allowed to roll over about 500 from an FSA into the next plan year that there's a change 20 and 15 that may restrict the benefit for those who are considering contributing to a health savings
3: account, which I do. So if you said, for wait a second here, Rick, you said you can't roll it over to next year. So if you put 2000 into an FSA and you only use a thousand of it for healthcare expenses, gone. the other thousand you deposit is gone. It's gone.
2: Know? So it forces you to, to utilize it. Uh, not sure that I like that. I like the health savings account approach. If your employer, and this is employer sponsored, I don't know. I not don't think you can set these up on your own. Um, you may be self-employed and can do them. But the bottom line with this is that if, if you have a balance in the FSA at the end of 2014 and you carry 500 in 2015, you will be ineligible to participate in the HSA. So the restriction does not apply to the FSA for specific uses, such as dependent care or dental expenses. So again, rather if you change in plans, and again, what's the difference? HSAs... You don't lose them, you know. Charity. You can defer them all the way up to age sixty-five, and then use it for retirement, which you didn't use, you know, for healthcare. Now, I know I use mine, and recently, uh, as I've gotten older, and my wife Kim, she's getting younger, but you know, we're we're spending a little more on healthcare, which is the demographic trend. You know, when you they say peak spenders are forty-six year olds. What age fifty? We are savers. We pare down our debts. are spending more on healthcare. All the way up through the end of our life. Well, if you look at the demographic train, there here we've got a lot of people up uh, with a 92 million baby boomers, the front wave of the train. Let's call it the the engine is 83 this year. The caboose is 51. Well, I'm right in that group yep. at 53, turning 54. Well, we're spending more on health care. So this year I didn't accumulate for a while. I was carrying a you know pretty high balance in that thing, and now we're we're pretty much uh, utilizing it. But what's my benefit from that? I get a higher deductible health insurance that's traditional, and it lowers my premiums on actual coverage. And I'm getting kind of first-dollar coverage if I fund that first Mm $5,000 in in savings.
3: And and be careful with the HSAs because, like Rick mentioned, up, up to age 65, if you're getting ready to apply for Medicare, those HSA limits stop and they change. So be very careful, you know, when you're approaching age 65 and you are contributing to an HSA because there are certain and new rules and limitations that yeah, will apply. Yeah, seek the
2: information again. We're not giving advice here. This is educational. Uh, you know, based on the new restriction, you, you may want to just, if you're converting, just let, you just lose the FSA, the 500, if that's, that's all you got left. The annual dollar limit here is going up on FSAs. So, again, don't have enough time to drill into that in specifics. Um, so let's move into this last section in a little bit of time, the introducing the Myra, you know, not your, uh, not your old girlfriend, Eric. <laughs> this is the beginning and the 20 2014- was supposed to be
3: silent. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in late 2014, you know, there's a guaranteed option by the guarant- uh, by the government to never lose value. Now there's some guidelines for this. You can put as little as $25 into this thing, and then direct deposits of $5 or more each payday. Now, you have to be a a low to moderate income earning person. It acts like a Roth. Once you reach, there's no fees on this, but once you reach $15,000, you have to go private sector retirement account. Now, you know, some features here. Why is it, how's this guaranteed? What's backed by the savings bond of the U.S. Treasury? It's guaranteed not to lose value. There are no fees. But now you got to consider we know the 30-year treasury is 2.5%.
3: Yeah, so it's, you're not going to lose your principal, but you're also not going through the interest rate, might not reward you enough as well. So it's the other side of the coin.
2: Higher 401K, we mentioned this, uh, 18000 for the 401K, 403B, 457 in the federal government's thrift savings plan. Yep. And uh, that's 500 more than it was last year. You yep. still got the catch-up provision if you're 50 or older of $500, you know, uh, to $6,000 now is the catch-up provision
3: this year. The, and then, like like we mentioned, the IRA contribution limits um, unchanged. unchanged, so it's still 5500 and 6500
2: But as we mentioned before, the income thresholds have gone up. So uh, wrap it up here on this show. Increased Roth IRA income limits. We mentioned this, the larger saving credit threshold. You know, low to moderate income who contribute to the 401k IRA are eligible for a saver's credit, which is a tax credit which can be worth as much as $1,000. For individuals, two thousand for couples. So if your AGI reaches thirty thousand five hundred for singles, forty five thousand seven fifty for heads of households, sixty one thousand for married couples. And again, we'll give you this uh, provide this information in the absolutely free white paper how to s- successfully navigate the biggest retirement plan changes in twenty
3: fifteen. So, so go to our website, straight talk clear ask for the free offer. You know, shoot us an email, info at straight talk clear decisions. Visit our Facebook page, Rick Saylor Financial, or follow us on Twitter at Retirement.
2: Hey, thanks for joining us on the show, Straight Talk Clear Decisions, with your host, Rick Saylor.
3: And Eric Hamburg.